Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to Wednesday, the middle of the week, um, March 22nd. Uh, yesterday, we ended up with a decent day again. That's, uh, what, two days back to back. Who could have ever thought? Uh, but, um, hey, the question today is what's going to happen with the Federal Reserve uh, and what are they going to do with interest rates? And so that's what's on the docket for the day. Dave and I will hash that stuff out here in just a few seconds. Before we do that, though, let's not forget that uh, in this world we live in, there are so many things out there that you and I, we just can't control. Them. What happens in Washington? What happens in Russia? Even a lot of times what happens right here in our own backyard. But guess what? You can control the risk in your current portfolio. You need to know a couple of things. You need to know what that risk should be. And you need to know what the risk is currently. So you know what adjustments need to be made. That's why I developed the core retirement design to help people design their retirement around those risk barriers. Give us a call at 863-382-0037. With that, we got Dave coming up next. FM Denise Williams there, and Morning Dave is here. It's 8.41 now, 19 before 9. And as always, this is when we check in on your finances and see what the Sam Hill's going on on Wall Street, which is always entertaining during these weird times, and we generally need a guidepost to do to get us there. We get that from Philip Statler from Statler Financial Services, who is on the phone right now. Philip, good morning. How are you today? Hey, good morning, Dave. Doing well today, halfway through the week. And uh, man, can you imagine, Dave, we've actually been able to put two green positive days together at one time. Are you sure that's not a typo somewhere? It's just <laughs> I, hard for I, me I, to imagine, yeah. I know, it really is. So um, it's been <laughs> a little while since we've seen that. I think so. Yeah, to summarize it all, yesterday it was actually a doggone good day, in fact. The Dow was up by 316 points. That's almost a full percent. NASDAQ was up one and a half plus percent, up 185 points. And the Standard & Poor's 500 was up 51.3, and that's 1.3 percent. It's kind of the reverse of what we had while we've been re recovering the bank stocks a bit. The Dow's been kind of leading the parade. This time they had a good gain, but they were the smallest gainer of the three major major indexes. And that brings us up to today. And the Federal Reserve at two o'clock is going to tell us what they're going to do for the interest rates. I got a chart here I found kind of interesting. Uh, we've been reinforcing over and over again the notion that uh, we try to, we're trying to quote and unquote, normalize the federal funds target rate. It's uh, up uh, slightly above the, uh, the uh, 4% range right now. It's peak was up around six and a half back in the year 2000. The last peak that we had where they raised interest rates up right before we tanked for the, uh, for the uh, pandemic recession was up around two and a half percent. Before that, the last time we saw rates this high from the federal funds rate were back in 2007. You know, Janet Yellen, when she was in charge of the Fed, was calling it normalization. I got a sneaking hunch that really normal for the last few years has been a lot closer to zero. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, I would think so. Um, but you're right. We've seen just a huge rate hike in the last 12 months. And um, the question is, what's the Fed going to do today? And that's what's got everybody kind of sitting on the edge of their seat. Absolutely. And the thing that, that, for comparison's sake, in at least the last 30 years, 
we have never raised rates that fast. The last time we did it, there was about, we'll call it about a 4% bump in rates, but it took them from mid-2004 through the beginning of 2006 to go up as many points as we've gone up. This time we've done it inside of about six months, and that just makes me sit back and say, When's when the rates are going to end? I don't know, but uh, you know when are we going to see the effects of this? Because we're going up so doggone fast compared to where we were. Uh, the Fed's got to be looking at it and saying, "Huh, you and I can't be the only lone voices in the forest saying let's let it cook for a minute, can we?" Well, yeah, and, and let's say face it, we are seeing the uh, effects of that right now, just in this whole banking sector. I mean, that's what's causing all this issue right now. Is that how fast interest rates went up? and didn't give banks enough time to really make adjustments to their portfolios effectively. Yeah, even relatively conservatively run banks are finding themselves in, uh, you know, getting behind the curve as far as all the changes in the yields on the uh, on the bonds that they keep in their reserve funds, and that, that causes problems. I mean, okay, so the uh, Silicon Valley people were a little more adventurous than they should have been. What I keep reading is that First Republic was really not that adventurous, and uh, even the Federal Reserve regional banks aren't making any money. They can't keep up. That I found kind of interesting, a sidebar article we didn't get a chance to get into yesterday. The Federal Reserve actually makes money, and the money that it makes ends up going into the general funds for the government. Well, they haven't been able to give any money to the government recently because even they're losing their butts. I mean, <laughs> when the Fed doesn't make money, you know you got a problem. Yeah, exactly. So, hey, we just Strange. have to push through and see what happens. and. Uh... You know, uh, if they do raise rates today, hopefully that will be the last one we see for a while. That's been your conventional wisdom. You're expecting a quarter percent and then a couple of months of pauses, right? Yeah, that's what I think will happen. It, it'll be interesting to see. I don't know, just given the jump up that we've seen and the uh, jitters on the banks, I kind of wonder whether the market is actually baking in that 50-50 chance I saw earlier in the week of a pause starting today. So what we're going to see at 2 it, it's going to be anybody's guess what's going on. The indications are inflation is at least trending downward by a little bit. It's probably, more than anything else, it's a function of what the Fed wants to communicate by what they do. Are they aware of the banking problem? Are they aware that inflation is somewhat you know, trending in the right direction? Would a 0% change mean that they're going to ignore the whole thing and set the market on a tizzy on that? I, I, I don't know. It's all a function of what, what they want to communicate, not actually what they do. Well, that, that's true. And, um, and how that's interpreted, right, when it comes across to the traders and the economists and that and the analysts. Um, Absolutely. And so a lot's riding on, I think, today's decision and what direction they decide to go. Absolutely. Government reports that came out, we got a littler one this morning, but the big one was yesterday when we talked about existing home sales. And this is kind of a kick in the pants. If we've been talking about how mortgage applications have been way down from prior years, but now we're actually talking about how we're moving houses. And the number of homes sold actually was uh, up, surprisingly. But what's really kind of interesting is for the first time in, what did you say, 11 years, the average price of a home sold actually went down by a little bit. It did. It did. We had a great, uh, I think I saw the number where existing home sales were up 14, a little over 14 percent. Um, and that was caused by a couple of things. One is that the mortgage rates dropped the end of December and January. And those were the, the homes that got sold and closed in February. Uh, the other issue is, is that the median 
home price went down for the first time in 11 years, 131 months. Um, this is the first time it's gone down. It didn't go down a lot, but it went down two tenths of a percent. Um, and, and so that's kind of the first little chink we're going to see in the armor of real estate prices going down. The question is going to be, so what happens next month? It, it, does it continue, right? Do we continue to see this fall off in pricing? Um, because here's the deal, Dave. I looked back and the article pointed out that home prices are up since February of 2019, up 45% in what, three years? I mean, Mm -hmm. that's, um, that's pretty quick. Um, And that's a pretty big number. And so you would think that we would start to oscillate to the downside a little bit to to moderate that back down to a little better um, number. Yeah, that number actually that that sounds like a Florida real estate cycle more than a national real estate cycle. We're kind of used to big ups and occasionally, unfortunately, downs around Florida, but uh, that kind of rise nationwide is uh, is, is earth shaking. And uh, you know, two tenths of a percent—it's not a major big thing. And it might actually be one of the indications the Federal Reserve wants to look at as an indication the economy is slowing down by a little bit. We can absorb two-tenths of a percent, maybe another one-tenth of a percent drop next month, and we wouldn't be too disappointed. If things start falling like a rock, then we start looking at the big R word of recession. Well, that's right. If prices start to drop like a rock, then the R word definitely comes in. Uh, But the other thing is, is that, hey, look, if, if we continue to increase sales and the price drops just a little bit, I, I think that would be a, a good trade-off. Uh, by that, and that we got some indications of that out of the mortgage application numbers that came out at 7.30 this morning. Mortgage application index compared to the prior week was up 3%, and it was up last week as well. Actually, that's the third week in a row that the index has gone up in terms of mortgage applications. And you mentioned the, the dip in mortgage rates at the end of the year last year. Add some more into the hopper because last week alone, the average mortgage rate went down by three-tenths of a percent from 6.71 to 6.48%. And that little bit of a difference in mortgage rate, that makes a couple of hundred bucks worth of difference on a mortgage payment, depending upon the size of the house you're buying. Yep, that's right. And so those things are going to really, I I think those are the things we're going to need to watch going forward to see uh, what's happening with the economy. That'll be a a real signal out there as to to how we're really handling this inflation and, and what the recessionary pressures are. Absolutely. And even those of us that are not cheering for the housing values to go down, we all know that leveling for a little while after that big uptick, that can only be a good thing. And it's expectable. We expect things to flatten out for a little while. We just hope they don't fall. Yeah, that's right. Yep. And so today, a big day, two o'clock, Fed comes out with what they're doing with interest rates. And uh, we'll be glued to the, to the computer screen to see what happens. Uh, you and me both. I gather we got some other data that might move the market a little bit. We got a couple, three reports tail ending the end of earnings season. And uh, uh, one of my favorite stocks, because I kind of wonder how they managed to stay into business. <laughs> GameStop reported. How do they do? So GameStop actually posted a quarterly profit for the first time in two years. Wow. Yeah. Um, and so... Um, earlier this morning, they were up 44%. Now they're up 55% from uh, yesterday's close. So 
Um, that means they went from, they closed yesterday at $17.65, and they'll open right now at $27.40. you got to love it. What in the heck are they doing that improved their picture? I've, I've kind of figured that's one of those companies that I don't really expect to survive. Well, you know, I mean, the new management of that, if I remember right, they're trying to reinvent GameStop. And uh, they're trying a couple of different approaches. And so maybe maybe it's actually working. Be a nice thought. I mean, there are some lines of work, you know, with the uh, downloadable games being the norm these days. It's just one of those business models that I'm cheering for them. Don't get me wrong. It just doesn't sound like the uh, doesn't sound like a business model that works. Anything else that happens? So we got uh, Petco reported. Um, and they uh, not, not so well. They missed expectations. Uh, for the quarter, uh, revenue and uh, and earnings, uh, earnings not by much, about a, a penny a share they missed, but still they missed. Um, maybe you need to take your cats there a little bit more often, Dave, and that would help out a little bit. But uh, they're taking a big down. They're down almost uh, a little over six and a half percent this morning. Ooh, I know one of their biggest aggravants, Chewy, was supposed to be reporting today. They must be after the market. You didn't mention having them. I haven't seen them around. The last one I, I have do. For, I think that's after close. Okay. The last one I have for you is Nike. Uh, hmm. Nike beat expectations for the third quarter uh, across the board, both top and bottom line. They did say that they had uh, China sales fell off um, and were short of analyst expectations, uh, but they're still working through inventories and and which is part of the issue. They're weighing down some of their margins, but. But they're trading down about one and three quarters percent uh, because of some of those issues they're still dealing with. So um, not uh, not not huge, but still heading the wrong way. And I want to mention this. We didn't talk about this before we jumped on the air. Um, but ESG funds, um, I found this interesting, but they they're 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 suffering right now. Uh, last Friday, the the major ETF for ESG funds. Uh, had a $4 billion liquidation. Uh, people took their money out and another Ooh. billion dollars on Monday. So in two trading days, down $5 billion in outflows. Um, so uh, I found that kind of interesting. That sounds like people getting scared of banking system worries again, doesn't it? Well, I don't know so much that, but it's the whole ESG system that, you, you know, that, that maybe maybe it's not uh, cash flow is more important than ESGs. Okay. Just, just to clarify for folks that haven't heard the uh, alphabet soup that Philip was using, ETFs are exchange-traded funds. They're kind of like a mutual fund that trades like a stock market exchange ticker. Is that a fair thumbnail yep, yep, summary? Exactly. Exactly. And, <laughs> and, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Trying so. to- Trying to keep the description down to five seconds or less is sometimes kind of hard. Resetting the table, it was an up day yesterday and a good one on Wall Street. We're kind of sitting on our hands waiting to see what the Fed does today. 45 minutes early. How are we doing? Yeah, it's a mixed bag this morning when it comes to stocks. Uh, the Dow has actually gone slightly green right now, uh, about $12. The uh, S&P 500 is down a dollar. And the NASDAQ 100 is down $17. So, hey, the, but the small cap, Russell 2000, is still moving up. It's up three quarters of a percent this morning. Um, cool. But uh, that's, yeah. Uh, the other things we're looking at, silver trading up about uh, two one hundredths, uh, still over 22.40 an ounce. 
And then gold's basically even at $1,941 an ounce. And then crude oil is trading down by pennies to $69.64 a share uh, a barrel. I think that's a little bit more than it was yesterday at this time, but it's hovering south of 70, which I'll take happily. Overseas markets just follows our leadership. I mean, if you ever doubted we've got the biggest market in the world, just look at what the other exchanges do. Asian Rim mostly just following our successes from yesterday. Hong Kong was up by one and three quarters percent all in one day. It was all green ink. Europe is in green ink, but not very much by 15 to 36 hundredths of a percent up so far midway through their day as we're responding conservatively to the morning so far. Philip, getting a retirement plan together is important, and the word is plan even more than accounts. How do I get you to? How do I get with you in order to make that plan happen? Then, then give us a call at eight six three three eight two zero zero three seven, where we'll help them walk through our core retirement design to make sure the risks they have in their portfolio really and truly lines up where it should be for them in their stage of life. And then join us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show. 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk 730 and 95.3 FM. And back together again tomorrow for Thursday to tell you what happened at 2 p.m. this afternoon, because my bet is it's going to be a seismograph. How about you? (laughs) Yeah, I think whatever happens, it'll be it'll move the market today. Oh, yeah. We'll see you then. Thank you, Philip. All right. Take care. Be well. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services. Philip Statler. And folks, again, I want to thank you for joining us today. Please join us again tomorrow, same time, same place. Until then, have a great day.